Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. So, Mr. Sam, are you ready? Because he's been for an extra wee. Yeah. And he's gone and he said, fuck, I've got to take my teeth out. <laughs> and water. And get some water. Then he had to get rid of Rob's pyjamas. Not my pajamas. actual teeth, by the way. <laughs> so, are, are, you, are you finally ready now, Mr. Sam? Yeah. Good. Right. I'm going to start off today's wonderful episode with another fantastic review. Oh, it's so good you remember. I, I know. I do, well, it's it's my joy. It's my joy. It's your job. Actually. Reading these. My joy and my job. I was going to try and join those words together, but you can't really, can you? I'll leave oh, that God. with you whilst I read out the review. So this, this review is titled Sober Curious. Great show and hosts. As a newly sober curious person, I've really enjoyed the content. Picking and choosing from the start uh, episodes that resonate with me on my little journey has been both educational and informative. Keep up the good work. Absolutely. And that's from um, Marbella Max. Thank you. And they are in Spain. Hola. Marbella then, not Marbella. I didn't I say Marbella. It's not spelt <laughs> yeah. like Marbella. It's spelt like Marbella. Yeah, but that's because two. Uh, that's, that's Spanish wine, isn't it? Yeah. I thought Mar. I thought Marbella was just one L, not two. Well, I don't know, but two anyway. L's in Spanish is a year. I don't know. Oh, is it? Oh, oh maybe I think so. I've just oh, right just, up then. Probably just, well, no, because I, I would have just read it and thought that that was their name as well. I would have just said Marbella. We had, a, we had a, yeah, someone else, someone reached out to me the other day and said that they loved the show, um, but they thought we waffled a bit at the beginning. <laughs> that happened. Well, wow. um, so yeah, but the thing is, just just a bit, as a bit of quote, I think what had happened was they they didn't really know that we're 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 into the waffling. So yeah, I mean, a lot of people do like the waffles. So I think it, they're probably here to stay, aren't they? Most likely. Yeah. If, if you don't like waffles, you can have to fast forward the first bit. I yeah, that's say. it. You could you could you could basically the, just the beauty of technology. <laughs> yeah, get through the bit at the beginning where Ellie's having a waffle about nothing it's never me anyway let's 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 go so thank Come you for on. the lovely review and today we're talking about where's all my friends gone where, where have they gone they? stop drinking stop drinking i've got no friends left they all abandoned me deserted we had, me we had a few ideas didn't we we said where have they all gone or where are they are they going to go there's another thing, this worry yeah. of like, oh That's God. The, that was my big worry. I that in fact, so this is going back to December 2019, seems like a long time ago. I'm like looking off into the middle distance. Uh, uh so this was my for those that don't know, this was my intro to discovering the work of Annie Grace and this naked mind, and um for the first time realizing that all the things that I thought about alcohol might not be true and so rather than the, pros the the prospect of not drinking rather than that being some form of punishment for the first time I had this glimpse of whoa 
this could be, dare I say it better, like this, this might be a fantastic alternative. This might be not what I thought it was going to be. This could be very exciting. And I was totally relieved because what, what had happened was I discovered the science of alcohol, how it works with the brain and body, the fact that the biggest belief that I had, alcohol relaxed me, was n- totally not true, completely disproved. And so it didn't make sense for me to continue drinking in the way that I was. And I felt a huge degree of relief, but then that was followed very closely by a level of fear because my brain had already jumped out into the future for me. So this is like, this is all like happening in a matter of moments, but I'm already out in the future. Like I've, so you you could say this is my day one, like not drinking yet. I've already decided that when I see my friends in a week's time or a month's time or six months time, they're not going to want to spend time with me anymore because I'm a non-drinker. And interestingly, I think a lot of that was based upon like that old version of me that felt that alcohol was the kind of thing that connected people that, you know, I was, I was looking at relationships that all we'd ever done really is drink together. And if it wasn't a drinking occasion, we'd make it a drinking occasion. So it's quite natural to then wonder what's going to happen. And of course the mind will make up all sorts of things that are going to happen, which aren't necessarily true for sure. There's going to be change but it might not be what you think it's going to be. So we want to talk about all of that today because it's a really important subject because we're all these spiritual beings in human bodies and we like to connect with other people. We're meant to. Love it. Good in, good intro. Not much Thanks, waffling buddy. either. Straight tried to, to it. Try to taper it down for your friend. Talk about, uh, talk about something like a, uh, sure we can get in uh some kind of i don't know why it's always an, an animal wearing something odd Have you noticed a duck in a nappy <laughs> that's too and that's a diaper for our american friends <laughs> i was wondering if there was a different word for a duck as well duck in a diaper you've got um alliteration there that's better anyway <laughs> oh christ she's off there we go i'll take it back that's that's orville isn't it I oh, wish yeah. I could fly right up to the sky, but I can't. You can. I can't. That was the first. You know, do you remember singles or are you too young for singles? Well, like on records. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, oh, well, I mean, I, I I, think I do tapes. I go back as tapes far as are. tapes. Well, I'm old enough for vinyl and my first my first um, vinyl single was um, Orville. <laughs> I wish I could fly. And I also had Postman Patton on the B side of that was, come on and fix it with me. That was Ted. I had um, Emma. Emma Gilmore will recognise all this and she'll love it. She will. I My first ever tape that I had was the, uh, the I think it was the, well, I, I, there was stuff that my mum had that I listened to, but the Space oh, Jam Cliff tape. Richard? But it was What's like, El, like? El, Elton John, that kind of thing. Still oh, does. She loves right. it. Bit of Elton John, Phil Collins. I oh, like Phil. Bit of like sort of emotional kind of ballad stuff. That's a big thing. My mum <laughs> just loves music, but I had the Space Jam tape and uh, yeah, had R. Kelly on it. I believe I can fly. So I don't think we're allowed to talk about him these days, are we? 
<laughs> had a few other fun. had a few others on. I just yeah, Rolf just, Harris was he on it I, as well? Out there. Prince Andrew. Uh, enough, he didn't he didn't get onto there. Anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on. Right, friends. Um right, right friends, he says. But do you know what? The first thing, I don't know if we're gonna go in order. Maybe we will. We don't normally do we. Let's see if we can. I was saying this thing about how sometimes it's really hard to to know. You think to yourself, oh shit, like, how am I gonna have any friends left? Is everyone gonna disappear? In my experience, um, there, there, there have been a few people who I've got, it's become quite clear that we, the, the only thing that we had in common was drinking or going out and getting blitzed. Um, but it's a, it's a fraction of the people that I've realized that we had something deeper going on. And then, then it takes a little while for those relationships to kind of reconfigure and figure out how they're gonna, then there's a lot here actually, mm-hmm. cause they've deepened and they've become a lot cooler, um, and uh, they've they've just changed, and sometimes it took a bit of time. Um, but yeah, I think it is worth acknowledging that there there might be a few relationships where you realise they tend to just fall away. It doesn't to me anyway. It didn't. It just sort of seemed to be this thing where they over time they just kind of fell away. Um, and and I think when I first stopped drinking, I was I was away um, teaching abroad and stuff, and so a lot of the relationships I had were really really built around alcohol, whether they were kind of like quite shallow relationships or quite quite deep ones um yeah i don't know if you've got anything to reflect on there i've got a whole host of stuff to reflect on the how how relationships have deepened and how they've improved and got oh better. yeah yeah and, and this is like that's the thing to really hold on to that when 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 you have that fear come up and your brain's trying to determine what's going to happen just breathe into that and remind yourself that that's not where you're at right now. And there's infinite possibility of what may happen. And that deepening of relationships, we will we'll talk about that a lot because it's it's really profound and it's really cool. It's really exciting. It's really beautiful. And your life will change in so many ways because of it. Um, but like I get, I do get that real fear of either we're not going to connect in the same way. They're not going to want to be with me or I'm not going to be with, I'm not going to want to be with them. Uh, But it it doesn't, it doesn't need to mean the end of a relationship. The thing is, there's so much in life that, you know, we want to, we want to cling on to things the way that they are. We want things to stay uh, as they are. We want some stability. And is it Pema Children that said there's no, firm ground to firm ground to stand on there isn't like everything's in a constant state of of Mm. shifting and changing even if it's imperceptible uh so the one thing that you can count on is that things are going to change they're they're changing now whether you realize it or not but that doesn't have to be a bad thing you can you get to choose right you get to choose whether you see it as something that is to be feared or something that's to be embraced and uh, seen as a, a real opportunity for your own your own growth. Yeah, that's so true. And whether it's friends that are having, you know, have suddenly have kids or people that move, yeah. Um, yeah. people that kind of just suddenly they're like, we're moving to Australia or, you know, people are, I think that this is one of the things as well is as we start to figure out what we most want from life, 
yeah, a lot of those things change anyway. Like I, I'm sure my bro won't mind me mentioning this, but I know that he, you know, he found that even amongst his friends who, you know, it's not that any of them really even stopped drinking or anything like that, but they stopped partying in the way that they had before. They weren't going to like be going and going out to drama bass gigs and, you know, and, and partying until God knows when in the morning. Cause it just kind of, I don't know. I can remember having that thought when I was like 18, 19, 20, like, Oh, I'm never going to stop doing this. I'll be doing this forever. And then like a few years later, I'm like, I'm fucking stopping this. <laughs> There's no way I'm doing this shit forever. Um, and yeah, yeah. I think it is worth knowing that as well. And often, I don't know, like sometimes where a lot of the, where, where, when I went away and when I was teaching, there were people there who were still living the life that they lived in their twenties, who were in their fifties and their sixties, but they, they were hanging out with people in their twenties, <laughs> which is not like, yeah. and it's not like, and that's, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing by any strip by at all, but I do think there are a group of people who in you know, in getting caught up in all of that and being unable to change, being able and feeling unable to let go, um, mm. you get caught in that. You get you can you can get trapped in that, right? Mm. Yeah, I had memories of going to a Happy Mondays gig randomly. A few well, this would have been probably maybe it was about four years ago because it was just before I stopped drinking. And in, and interestingly, <clears throat> it was one of those moments that I can look back on now and see it was the dawning of the end. Because I'd gone, I was out with my friend and we were just having like summery evening cocktails and what have you, a bite to eat. Somebody got in touch, one of her friends, and said, oh, we've got these spare tickets for the Happy Mondays. Do you want to come? And we're like, fuck yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, because we're thinking it's going to be like it would have been in our 20s. (laughs) And so we then, it meant that then we were staying out longer than we'd intended and I, I was getting that, which I, I couldn't see at the time, but I can see it now that, you know, when you've kind of hit a level of drinking where you then kind of stop enjoying it mm. and it felt like I had to keep going because I needed to be able to be fun and lively and stay out. And when we got to the actual um, gig, uh the, the the people that we were with were consuming other substances, shall we say, and I wasn't. And so I felt immediately, I felt a disconnect because I wasn't drinking in the coffee. same, effectively in the same room as everybody drinking, else. Drinking all those Red Bulls. Yeah. And then I went went into like the main, the main part of the, so from the bar into the main part where the gig was. And, and there I am like trying to soak in the Happy Mondays, which was... Um, Oh God, I love the Happy Mondays, but it was a bit ropey. They've never really stopped, have they? <laughs> no, they haven't. They haven't. I don't think um, so. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. The yeah, it it was um, it just it just felt a little tired and a little sad, and the I'm kind of look, like looking around at the people around me, and like everybody, predominantly is, you know, chewing their own face. Were you in Manchester? And, no, it was in Cambridge. Manchester. Oh, it was right. in Manchester. No, it was in Cambridge. And yeah. then and, and then there was this guy that was kind of like lurking around all of us, being entirely inappropriate and handsy and all the rest of it. And I was just like, oh my fucking God, this is just awful. Like what, <laughs> this is supposed to be good. It's bloody awful. <laughs> um and so that is like one of those 
events that was like really like totally unexpected but even though unexpected I then built up these expectations of what it was going to be like Mm. and then felt complete disconnect and then of course you've got all the physiological stuff going on from consuming alcohol and uh, but there the reason I was thinking of that was because of that kind of like being stuck in time. Like I remember saying to my friend afterwards, like fucking hell, like you've got people there that would have been killing it in the twenties that are now, you know, like I'm early forties and they're older than me. So what, like you in your fifties and you're acting like you're in your twenties. And it, I just felt this real discomfort with it. I mean, that's me judging other people. So it's probably part of <laughs> to do with that, but, but judging other people, I'm judging myself. Right. And that, that realization I was coming to was, I can't remember whether this it was probably before Vegas, but I went to Vegas. This was like my last hurrah for my friend's wedding. And it was the first time I'd been away from kids at all. And a bunch of us in Vegas for a few days, all drinking like we were in our twenties. And at the time it seemed like it was utterly hilarious and fun and raucous and all of that. But I remember coming home just thinking, like, that isn't me anymore. Mm. That's just not me anymore. Like, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't look good. You know, not that I'm just interested in how I look, but I am interested in being the best person that I can be. And how, how does that align with being the best parent that I can be and, you know, blacking out? And so I'd like I, I have no regrets. I have no regrets at all. But it's it's like we have these little taps on the shoulder, like maybe it's time for number seven to come in yeah your turn's over yeah <laughs> and, and well, it's true though that that stuff's going on you know whether or not we stop drinking etc and so i i don't know i found that <laughs> i think i sort of joked about this before but it's true i find myself getting used a lot i get used as the friend who can go out for a wholesome lunch and a good chat or so for example, it's quite funny when we went, I went away on a stag do literally like two weeks ago, 18 lads. I'm the only person not drinking. And, um, you know, like, it's funny. You get to see, you get to see all, all the different like things that can play out. And, and, and it wasn't like, it's more of a kind of like nice, nice lunches and, you know, golf style stag than, you know, some of your classic stuff that you might get. Um, but there was a lot of drinking going on and stuff like that. And, but it was, it was, it was, you could see that even people <laughs> some of the guys were going at it like they used to but it you know you just see what it's like in the morning and 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 how much you have to suffer because of that and I was thinking the other day I was talking to someone how this is a much more zoomed out picture but really if you think about dr- life the, the lifetime of a drinker if somebody were to drink for their entire life I think we kind of have this idea that people Oh, I get it. In fact, we don't really think about it. But the truth of the matter is people either drink less and less and less because they can't take it and it's messing them up. And if they're drinking a lot, they might get some kind of drinking related illness Mm. or it kills us early. Or and and I mean, what I mean by that is, you know, if someone's still drink, you don't find many 80 or 90 year olds going out there who you can't do it. But we don't think about that. We think it's just something that's manageable for a lifetime, but actually it's it's impacting us that across the whole board. So all that said, just to kind of come back to what we were chatting about, is that change is happening anyway. It's nothing to be afraid of. And actually, often 
things can take a little bit of time. So if I think about some of my friendships, they might have taken six months or a year of, it's not like we didn't see each other, but they it took that long for them to kind of recalibrate and figure out. But for the better, for the better, I have much better conversations, much deeper connection. I see people and have quality time. Um, and and that's that's awesome. And it's and it's a really big difference to how things used to be. You know, you see someone a few times a year or once a month or whatever, go out and get blottoed. And then, you know, you can't remember what happened or it, it's not mm. like you are really connecting with each other anyway, right? Yeah, they, well, this is it. This is it. It's, there's an opportunity to kind of take stock of, so when when you embark on being sober curious, taking a break from alcohol, it's a really wonderful time to start to connect with yourself in a way that you possibly haven't for a long time and start to recover what's really important for you. I really like the word that you use, recalibration, because it that that is what's happening. And we, we're kind of called to consider in all facets of our life what we're really for and to really start to cultivate some discernment around what's important what's meaningful, what's aligned with who we are and who we want to be. So it's a wonderful opening. We we need to be with ourselves through the, the, uh, the, the natural fear and anxiety that's brought up through the process, which goes back to my original point of even if we don't feel like things are changing, they always are. And even if we we don't feel like we're changing, like we're, we're meant to, we're meant to evolve and grow. And that standing still, that stagnation that I felt towards the end of my drinking career, like it became so painful that it just, it wasn't possible to stay there anymore. So we're much better to embrace the transient nature of life and the, 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 the fact that we are called to this this wonderful path of of growth mm. and enlightenment and get amongst it you got it i love it so What's i was just doing thing, so, oh, i was just about to start you know <laughs> you talking about big something. fish little fish in a box <laughs> yeah cardboard box not in a box bloody hell what's going on oh, big yeah. fish little fish cardboard box you're it'd be you're a bit well weird out, if it was in a box wouldn't you're it? well out of raving date you big fish little fish in a box um in fact i was doing that at the caravan site at the week, weekend they have this thing where the kids are doing like the party dance on the dance floor and then the, the troopers go well who's missing the grown-ups so you've got to go and get your grown-ups so then the little yeah. kids come running over Do you- drag me down to the dance floor and it was big fish little fish and then they did that bit that I'd completely forgotten about, stack the shelves, shopping trolley, stack the shelves, shopping trolley. So I was getting like right into raving days. Do you, ever, awesome. do you ever have to do that? Is it big purple people eater? Do you remember that? They used to, yes, they did that. Did they do that? Yes. I haven't done that for years. I and used then, to know all the words to that. Oh, yeah, they did that. And um, and then they have this one about 1001 nights which apparently is big on TikTok at the minute. So Pearl keeps going, I need to get Sam because, mummy, you're not on TikTok. So I need to, me and Sam will do the dances. Yeah, 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 you can do the dances. Well, I can't imagine I'll be doing the dances. uh, I haven't really been on there. I've sort of pulled back, sort of realised that more to life. 
than, than TikTok <laughs> videos, aren't there? Anyway, we digress. I'm so good at that word now. Um, right. <laughs> Over here, well, just for, anyone who's like, for, for anyone who knows, I, I always used I've to say diverged. the wrong thing. Oh, no, I've divulged. <laughs> no, I haven't digressed. Um, yeah. So to stop us from digressing, I would like to share this piece of vital information. There will be those of us who feel like, yeah, you don't you're like what this conversation right now, you don't get it though. I really don't have anybody around me right now. Or the groups of people that I'm with uh, are heavily into uh, drug use or something and I want to separate myself and I feel like I might be alone. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, <clears throat> want to want to kind of absolutely say that. One thing, this is just something that I think is really interesting for men and I'm sure it'd be interesting to get your perspective on this. If, um, if you are kind of like, oh shit, everybody's still drinking and... Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to fall out of touch or f lose contact with everybody, etc. I can promise you that there's a bunch of people in your friendship group that that are thinking like you or similar to you. Now, th this is this is I'm sure this is for everybody, but I've noticed particularly with groups of guys, this kind of like bullshit kind of toxic crap that starts happening with a group. If you if you organize to go out and meet people one by one and have real vulnerable conversations, even with one or two people. And they'll open up with you as well. You'll find that, that that there's loads of people that are thinking like you. And then over time, it gets to a point where it's just like, yeah, okay, Sam doesn't drink. So that's just a tip that I, and, and it's something that I didn't really do that early on. But I, I think if I were to sort of uh, go through that process again, then I, I might sort of just invite people out for a coffee more and have a chat with them and open up to those people I felt comfortable with more quickly. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like, I, I, you know, for women and, and if that's a similar kind of vibe, but I, you know, I think it's definitely true for, for big groups of lads who can very much get stuck into that, like drink, drink, drink bollocks. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the same is definitely true of women. And I've had a lot of clients I can think of who were approaching the, oh, you know, here, here comes the big first night out with the friendship group and, <clears throat> or the first night out with the, the friend that I've always connected over you know Chardonnay with or whatever mm. and then they've had the conversation that they've built up to be something and the response on the other side has been almost like oh thank god <laughs> thank god I was trying to dry out myself or um or, or just genuine interest um, and of course it does play out the other way of course there are the the reactions that we get that are kind of more telling about somebody else's relationship with alcohol and where they might, might be struggling and not in a place to uh, want to face that yet. But whatever your choices are, you don't need to be worried about the impact that it has on someone else. And if you can just for a moment consider that, like if you're anywhere down this path and you're recognising just how rich your life is becoming as a result of it, then it's worth the discomfort to present that opportunity to somebody that you care about and somebody that you love, not in a sort boxy kind of way, but just in a, here's a possibility. You you will inspire people from afar, even um, or closely, even if they don't let you know specifically. Uh, but, you know, you're... Another thing that I was thinking about is you you just you're not responsible for other people's experiences. Um, <clears throat> there was a guy 
in one of our path groups. I really enjoyed talking to him. He always came to coaching. Just, you know, wide open, wide open, really um, happy to share his experience and with a beginner's mind or like always highly coachable, willing to, to learn all the time. And he came to coaching one day because he'd had this experience of being on a night out and he felt the pressure to drink because he was worried about how everybody else felt about his decision to not drink. Mm. And so having that discussion with him around, you're not responsible for other people's experiences. You know, you're, you're not, um, and I felt this a lot in my twenties because I was traveling the world with my job, taking people out for dinner and drinks and all the rest of it, entertaining people. And so I felt like I had to live out this bloody persona of being the entertainer. And that's a fucking hard job to give yourself, to be responsible for everybody else's pleasure and everybody else having a good time. But it's very, very common that people feel that. And mm. it's, it isn't your job. It isn't your job. Not, not only that, none of us are powerful enough to do that anyway. Exactly. So it's exactly. like a, because we're all living from the inside out, because we're all just feeling our thinking all the time, you know, I could go out and have that responsibility. But if Uncle Tom is being a grumpy twat, <laughs> it's just what he's doing. Sorry, right? Uncle Tom. Sorry, Uncle. Anyway, any Uncle Toms. Um, you know, but that's, you know, that's just how it's going. And there's there's nothing that we can do. And I think I sometimes offer this thing up of the, um, you know, you think about the host who's completely stressed out, who's trying to make sure that everybody's having a good time and the helicopter going around everywhere, you know, and, and they don't have fun and they're highly, you know, they're they're stressing themselves out about it, right? Because of their, their stressed out thinking. Now, if you think about, well, where were you more likely to enjoy yourself? You're more likely to enjoy yourself in a party where that's the host, or you're more likely to enjoy yourself where the host is calm and relaxed and just and that and do you know it's a big, big thing. I think any kind of that kind of codependent orientation, thinking, innocent um, misunderstanding as to how our experience is being created, the idea that we are powerful enough to do that. Mm. Um, mm. Releasing that, it's everything that you've been trying to get through doing that is available to you in spades the moment you release it. That's the real interesting thing that happens. Um, and I, st you know, I think even now, I think in with family dynamics and certain things like that, I think for some of us, many, you know, many mums that I've worked with, they've felt as if it absolutely is their responsibility to, to make sure that everyone's okay and that everybody's happy and all those kinds of things. It, we can we can have responsibility as parents to kind of feed our kids and all that kind of stuff. Um, but actually, we emit much more kind of uh, natural. Um, just security and confidence when we're feeling like that and then there's a resonance to that we just wake people up to that space where they where that's always yeah. available in others as well so it's an it's a really interesting thing you bring up and we're about to dive into some really cool stuff the second half of this podcast actually because this it looks to me that this isn't just about literally how many friends we do or don't have it's also about our relationship to being alone it's about our relationship to what friends mean um and all those kinds of things too. They seem to be very important, particularly in this alcohol-free journey too. Um, mm. So yeah, this yeah. is, we're just about to go down one of them rabbit holes, I think, mate. Yeah. Get you ready. Um, what, what do you like to go down a rabbit hole? Rabbit ears. Rabbit ears and bobtail. Yeah, Vaseline. 
That's, what the fuck? <laughs> well, you can get in it easier. What kind of rabbit holes you go down, mate? Normal ones, um, but how what, how, big, how big are the rabbits near you then? Giant. I saw a massive hare the other day. You've been down. You you've been in. There's goat in the beagles. The hares live in holes as well. They're amazing hares. Burrows. Burrows. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Fucking hell. Tomato, tomato. Burrows holes. Come on. Mm -mm. Everyone Mm. knows what I mean. Anyway, um. So, I think we should just. I I've just got one outrageously simple super top tip for anybody who's like. Well, there was the tip before about sort of talking to people individually, one by one, can be very helpful. You don't have to talk to everybody, but you can. But I think that can be. You don't have to talk to a whole group. Um, talking to people outside of events as well. So, if there's something coming up, just pinging the person whose party it's going to be and just letting them know what's what. I'm doing a 90 day challenge or whatever, and just getting in there early. That's a super simple thing. But it, as it comes to actually making friends, if you feel like I'd like to really make some mates who don't drink or for whom drinking isn't always the center of attention like the central part of going out or whatever. I know this seems outrageously simple, but locally or however local you can or online these days, go and find something that you're interested in from art class to pottery to climbing to it doesn't matter what, but but basically go and find an ing, anything with an ing on the end that you're interested in doing. And just talk to people. The same is true of dating as well, you know, because the thing is a lot of people are like, oh God, how am I going to go dating? Or go and find something that takes the focal point off of you two if you feel uncomfortable at the beginning. Um, even hiking, something like that, even actually having mm-hmm. a walk, that kind of stuff. Because what you'll find is most people going to running clubs or going to wherever, they they may drink, they may not, but you're going to find people who are interested in the activity first and foremost. Exactly. And that's, that's, and that's a great way to make mates. And if you're anything like me or anything, how I used to be, where I used to be, get a little bit caught in my insecurities about social, social anxiety and stuff like that, having something to do, I just always found it easier to be myself and take the piss out of myself and all that kind of stuff when there was something else going on. Mm, Yeah. I remember you talking about dancing as well. And that's a great place to go. Like you can't, drink and dance at the same time oh you can but it's, it's going to be more happy mondays than it is yeah salsa dancing you'll you know? you'll tend to find that community generally there will be people that drink in it but basically you're either going to be you're either going to be like the sloppy person who can't dance or it, it, like people don't because it, it, it and also like you know you're it's it's exercise effectively now robin gets back she's been dancing for five six hours sometimes it's you, you don't really want to be drinking. You want to be drinking water to keep yourself hydrated, right? So there will be something. And if you're people, for anyone who's listening here going, yeah, but there isn't anything near me, this day and age, that is, um, that's what we would call a limiting belief, right? There, there will be something somewhere for you. Even if it's an art class online, the amount of people I know that on a Sunday morning join these really cool, like a uh, community group art things and do like a Zoom art session or something like that. Like, mm. I like there will be something somewhere yeah. for you. A friend of mine's in rock choir, which just sounds freaking awesome. But the but the byproduct of these things, it's not it's not just you know getting out there and being around other people and making new connections and friends. But activities like that mm. have a really wonderful effect on the nervous system. You know, singing, moving yeah. the body, getting into water. One of my dearest clients she got into um kind of got her in the polar bear club started going 
um, swimming in the sea and uh, joined this, I, I just love the name, joined the blue tits up your way. Yeah, we got in there. I know they, uh, yeah, they do. They they go dipping in the sea in, in Chroma and that on Boxing Day and stuff, don't they? Oh, no, they're, they're up. Oh, I don't know if they're down this oh, they're way. This well. way. They're, they're up in oh, Merseyside. Oh, Merseyside. Think... Oh, oh gosh. I, I thought there was a group. Mersey. Um, there's a there'll be a there might be a few blue tits about, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Like it's and when your brain goes, yeah, but and if you're or if you're shitting yourself on the way, like been there, done. That. Literally. <laughs> if you're literally shitting yourself on the way to salsa class, go home and sort yourself out <laughs> and go the following way. Give it give it seven days. Um but you know, <laughs> if it, if it's metaphorical and it's like uh a representation of how anxious you are. I know, trust me, I've been there. Do you know what's really interesting? And I think I spoke about this. I can remember the first time I went to the class around the corner with Rob here. And I was like, you know, when you're on there and I was like, fucking, she was like, oh, I'm a bit tired. I was like, well, maybe we should come next week then. She was like, no, oh, no, it's yeah. okay. I'm just, well, maybe. And I'm like, yeah, well, we could just, we could just go and hang out and have a, have a cup of tea on the, on the lane around the corner. No, come on. And then you get in there and two minutes after it started, having a whale of a time good fun um there will be something there will be something for you out there um, i just had a vision of a whale salsa dancing <laughs> imagine that well, imagine imagine that um so yeah i think that's all really important and i think the other thing that may i've got a feeling that this may also well could potentially be a another podcast that we could jump into to talk more on this. But I think this question around um, I'm feeling lonely and st mm. because I think a lot of us, we, you know, maybe there's that night where the kids go and stay with dad or where the husband or the wife is away for work on a Friday night, or and there's all sorts of this. We hear them all the time um, mm. because it's life, right? This, this stuff happens and, and they're often a sticky point for people. And what they will say is I feel I feel lonely or I feel, you know, and I think there's this really interesting thing to just ponder where it's very possible. It's a very common experience where for a lot of us who've been drinking, where actually one of the reasons that we've been brought to this path of being alcohol free or sober curious is actually that we're lonely, despite the fact that we're surrounded by people. So we're in the bar and there's hundreds of people there, but we feel lonely or we're in a, you know, we feel like we're kind of not connected and, and, yeah, and all these kinds of things. And yet we all know if we if we look back into that, even if it's past experiences and stuff, there are those wonderful moments that we all have where we're alone in nature or whatever it is for us and we feel completely connected. And we did record a couple of podcasts on connection a good old while ago now. I think mm -hmm. we spoke about how, you know, this kind of myth that alcohol helps us connect with other people and like what's actually going on. Um, but yeah, I think... That journey of of seeing that actually connection is constant. It's it's we're all connected both to each other and to the world and this incredible mystery that's that's playing out. There's there's no getting away with that. Like you may feel disconnected, but it doesn't take away from the fact that you're a part of this magical tapestry that you see all around you. And yeah, that's worth knowing because if you get lonely thinking, you'll get lonely feelings. Even if it's invisible thinking, you'll get the feelings. And then you might start going, pointing your finger and saying, this is because of the fact of this or that and all these things. When actually underneath that at all times is this ability to feel this beautiful, deep connection. That doesn't mean you can't go and find mates. It doesn't mean, but actually 
just knowing that it's safe to feel that and experience it and go for a run and and look at it and feel it and be with it is very powerful because behind that is you and also everything you need in order to to figure out what connection and alignments you now want in your life and there might be things that you don't want anymore like you said mate you might you mm. really might not want to go and do those messy gigs that you've been up to for the last however many years or the holidays, the way that you've done them and take some courage. You have to, to ask yourself, what do I want from life now? What do I want from a Friday night now? Cause I can promise you coming from someone who literally could not, I couldn't being alone was always, you know, I would want to be drinking or trying to, cause I, I did, didn't know how to do it these days. Um, I love being with people and I love connecting, but solitude, which is very different mm. to isolation as it looks to me. Solitude mm. is such a gift. Like I, I just love it. I luxuriate in it, a bloody bathe in it when I get the opportunity to do that. Yeah. But that word, when I talk to people about, you need more of the three S's. And I'll try to remember what they are. Silence, solitude, stillness. I thought, I thought it's not sex then. <laughs> No, no, but that interestingly, that's that is we're gonna have to do a separate podcast on that entirely because that's a whole other thing that would be a very big rabbit hole to go down right now. But that, um, the that those three things silence, solitude, and stillness Mm. people are fucking terrified of, yeah, yeah, because we we don't allow ourselves to, to experience those things, we busy ourselves with whether it's drinking, social media, Netflix, even even some of the activities, even the ing activities, the running, mm. the swimming, the whatever the things are, can be a form of uh, trying to not necessarily run away from ourselves, but it's bypassing. Oh, yeah, uh, it's, no doubt. It's trying to you know fill fill this this void, mm. but the. The, the the thing that I want to encourage people to do is to dwell in the void, to, at a pace that feels right for you, introduce stillness, silence, solitude, increasingly so, because then you start to recognise the distinction between what's absolute and what's relative. So if you are feeling lonely then you're likely feeling lonely relative to what's going on sort of very you know close level but if you can allow yourself to experience the feeling of loneliness without trying to change it Mm. as you as you uncover what you were talking about which is that you're always connected. Like th- th- there is no way that you can be alone. Then you're you're in that. Um, I, I remember talking to Annie about this. God, this was God a few years ago. And at the time, the way that I described it was, you know, you, you only have in this world, you only have your true self. That's it. Like everything, everyone, everybody in your life is going to come and go. They're going to die. They're going to leave you. And we don't like to think or talk about those things, but it, but it's true. You know, you 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 can't you, you can't control that. 
So you can, as you said, you can be surrounded by people. You can still feel incredibly lonely. You're not, what, what you're looking for out there isn't out there. It's in here. And so you need that stillness, silent solitude to uncover it, to connect back with it. And then, and, and, and this is the, this then universal truth that there is something much greater that is, is within you that is always like that is the constant it is always, always there, always throughout, throughout the most difficult experiences that you'll have in your life, the most tragic times, it's always there. It will always be with you, even, you know, beyond your final breath. And to know that, to have that, to like, to be held in that. Like I, I've gone through some really shit times recently, as most people know. And it's it's still, you know, it's still going to take some time to to work through what I'm working through. And and I, like every other, um, I was about to say human being, every other spiritual being in a human body with a nervous system, I have moments of acute anxiety or I have moments where I'll feel, feel fear. But I'm not afraid of allowing those emotions to be there because I know that they're guiding me always. And I know that I'm being taken care of. I'm being held. I'm I'm secure in this, this space of, um, oh, I don't know how to put words to it, but it, it's, it, it's that, that connection. It's just feeling utterly like, even, even with the most awful things that can happen, you are totally and utterly safe and secure. At the at the level of who you really are, yeah, at the formless level, hundred percent. I think like uh, I love Ramdas. He talks about this. He talks about changing the channel and going up. And he's like, at level one, you sort of there's you and there's all these separate people around you and there's all these different things. Where it's channel one, and you flick to channel two, and then you're looking at everybody's psychologies and the, like happiness and sadness, all this stuff. You flick another cha- channel, and you're kind of like starting to go out into cosmic level you flick another channel and you're in the kind of one you know the being you look into another human's eyes and you see that there's a being in there and you're kind of like how did you get in there and you flick the next channel and then it's you looking at you looking at you looking at you looking at you and you flick the next channel and it's just oneness you flick the next channel and it's the formless and it's just if you look at that that mapping physics now is starting to there's some really powerful conversations happening in this world in this in this realm now um, the formless is something very difficult for us to wrap our, ha- our heads around because it doesn't have a form to it. It's 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 the nothingness from which everything comes. But that's who you are. That's who you are, and you will feel at the point where you understand it's it's you looking at you looking at you. Like Jamie, he says, uh, "There's that Thierry de Chardin. Is that how you say the guy's name? I think it is." Quote that we're not humans having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. And Jamie slightly changes it and says that, you know, we're one spiritual being having 8 billion human experiences. Yeah. And that's the level from which you're always connected. And yeah, that's the thing. You know, I think many people, they have the frame that they say, I am lonely. And what they innocently do is attach a statement of identity, truth, which is I am, which is formlessness, which is just beingness. And then they take a variable which is lonely, happy, sad, hungry, 
all those things and and they it gets fused together but it's it's not fused it's you're you're not lonely you're a being who feels lonely sometimes and in the same way that you know you're not an angry person you're somebody that experiences anger sometimes mm. in my life mm. i always identified as an anxious person now i see that no i was just i'm just a being that experiences anxiety from time to time now once it breaks from our identity and once we realize like you were saying mate that it's safe and once we realize that we're feeling lonely because we've got lonely thought somewhere in the system right now whether it's unconscious or conscious or whatever's going on because there are millions of people all around the planet right now like we've said surrounded by people feeling lonely and lots of people completely alone feeling deeply connected so connect and 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 from that space of knowing that you're connected different things will make sense to you you'll want to hang out with people you want to hang out with you'll stop mm. picking and choosing um repeated patterns that you want to get out of you know perhaps you know in terms of relationships it can have a profound impact on that and you'll really get the opportunity to listen and tune into your wisdom and start you'll start naturally just inviting you know you'll just start seeing different things about what you want in life like i've got no interest in um certain things anymore i don't want to do that to myself and i used to do all those things because i was completely scared to say no and this whole jomo thing the joy of missing out like i my life so much of that in my life now um anyway like i, I what an awesome conversation i think we've been nattering for quite a while mate look at that something like getting towards an hour check. i think 50 minutes or something <sighs> imagine how, how do you put up with me right chatting away for all these all this time and then i get told off for waffling was i getting told off or no we weren't getting told off they were being lovely i think they uh they were they were bigging up the podcast to the max but you know i think it, for someone who would like if you if you think about this someone who'd stumbled across our stuff and uh, they they didn't sort of and hadn't kind of evolved or grown with the show. They might be like, "What are they? What what are they nattering about? Nattering about magpies and shiny shoes?" But you know, oh, we've got something very so exciting there. coming oh, yeah. with the magpie with shiny shoes. We do. Yeah. It's going to be great, and it's coming soon. I know that we've been saying because we're both very like busy off the charts, and then the summer comes along, and you've got the kiddos, and and all these things start happening. But there's over the course of the next few weeks and months, there's some cool stuff coming. And then there's going to be some very cool stuff definitely in the autumn, um, we think, where we'll be. It's so big. Yeah, but we'll be we'll be launching some stuff, you know, because we've been running stay stops and we know a lot of people have been reaching out about those and things. But we're going to be we're trying to we're, we've been we've been doing this now for over two years. Right. Podcasting every single mm. week. We we're missed up, our yeah. birthday. I think we did. That's classic. Oh, shit. Check us out. But, Sorry, yeah, we're going to have it one. Is. But what this is, well, I think it's part and parcel of it, this This year has just been a tricky year. In, yeah. Well, personally for me, it's been a tricky year. Uh, it's yeah. just meant that we haven't done things in the way that we might have liked to have done them. So there's... That's okay. Yeah, of course it is. So we haven't fully formed anything yet. There's a lot of stuff discussions happening but there'll be some very exciting things coming and for anyone who would like to become more involved and uh get more access to us nattering there'll be some stuff I've coming that's an idea maybe we could do a belated birthday party for us and invite some people along yeah i think our official one should have been on what episode 104 so we've met yeah it just sort of like what are we on now notice roughly 
106, 107. Imagine, oh, so that's just like, missed it then. There's probably edging towards 100, 100 hours of us out there in the world just talking. Just, you could just you could listen to us talking. nonstop for nigh on four days if you wanted. Imagine that. Like, you know, when people had those Lord of the Rings parties. Did you and just, they just do watch quick them all maths? back to back? It's not Imagine that, that a present and sober part. Party. Quick maths. 20, well, 24, I roughly. I was like, it's, that goes into 100 roughly four times, doesn't it? So it wasn't, wasn't very hard on the mathematical front. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. I was too busy trying to find out what episode number this is why, we're This on. is why we missed our birthday. I'm pretty sure today's was 106 or 107 that's gone out this morning. I find where it says it. Doesn't it say it somewhere? Oh, there. Yeah, it's, it's 106. There you go. There as you of go. recording today. So thank you for being here. This one will not be what episode 106. This will be what episode 108 or 9 or something like that. I don't know. Um, you do maths again. <laughs> I've been full of it recently. Absolutely mind-blowing, my maths. Um, yeah. Don't think there's much else to say other than get in that group. Get in the old podcast group. Go and... Uh, yeah, we've had we've, we've got a bunch of new people coming in and, and, uh, and there's some great conversations going on in there. And... Um, yeah, we'd love to have you in there, right? Yeah, we would. Especially as we're just about to do a big birthday celebration. Belated. Don't miss yeah. it. We'll have party hooters a lot. Party hooters. Blue tits, party hooters. And um Yeah, yeah you're welcome to bring your blue tits or your party hooters with you. It's up to you. Right. Love you all. See you all soon. Adios. Bye. I nearly ended the whole meeting. <laughs> <laughs>